0: Welcome, everybody, to the Hope You're Ready podcast. I'm your host, Will, and my co-host this week is?
1: George Taylor.
0: Okay. Who are you, George Taylor?
1: Who am I? (laughs) George Taylor from the very first Planet of the Apes who gave the famous line of, It's a Madhouse.
0: Ah, okay. Well, welcome to the to the show.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Yeah. I sound a little tired, because I've... The week before... Last week, we took a week off, because uh, Hurricane Harvey was about to hit Texas. And, you know, as we were preparing this week, um, Hurricane Irma... Um, is as we record, is um, in Florida already. And uh, my partner is in Miami, where it's kind of hitting right now. And everything is so okay at the moment. So this has been kind of a rough two weeks for me. Um, So, and um, we... Both are from Houston, so we have family there, and um, my sister and brother-in-law and their family stayed, but they didn't have any damage, and my mom just recently moved out of Houston, um, so she didn't get any damage. how did How did your family come out?
1: Um, not well. Uh, at this current moment, they're basically homeless mm-hmm. uh, and trying to figure out, I guess, you know, whether they're going to re- repair the house or whether they're going to just try to... Because this is the second time that they've had this situation. The first time was during uh, Tropical Storm Allison. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were... recover. They recovered from that, and then now we have... This happened, and uh, it was (laughs) stressful to say the least, which is crazy enough, but yeah, it's like, like you said, it's been a very stressful couple of weeks. I mean, even though at this moment, I guess that happened about a week ago, something about a week ago, but um, for some of the families there, such as mine, uh, they're not, you know, it's not, they're not out of the woods yet, you know, so it's. It's still a lot going on, so right. I tend to not want to talk about it. To be honest, <laughs> which is probably why I'm choosing my words.
0: Right. Well, for those um, that want to donate, because um, Harvey was all over the news, um, and you know, I, neither of neither one of us live in Houston anymore. And so it's been kind of rough for me, at least, um, being that I feel like, okay, I'm not there. I'm watching these Facebook live um, videos of people walking through the water and things like that. So I felt kind of guilty, as strange as that sounds.
1: Not strange. Um, I actually feel the same way. Yeah. And then considering I'm either even further away from Houston than you are.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it's just it's it's a lot.
0: <laughs> right. A lot. So if if people listening um do want to donate um for Houston, you can go to houstonrecovers.org and it'll give you a list, you can get updates um email updates you can see what's needed or you can volunteer your time if you're you know, want to travel to the area or you um, can learn where you can send uh, needed items through the mail or shipping it um, there so if you can go to HoustonRecovers.org and, <clears throat> and since um, Hurricane Arma is going on right now um, there's not a lot of information out um, yet on recovery. Um, so maybe in next week's show, uh, we both can be a little <laughs> a bit more rested and um, there'll be some information on how to help the people of uh, Florida because Army is quite large. Um, I think the last I heard it was Um, wider than the entire state of Florida and uh, it's supposed to be going up the west coast so um, Tampa is supposed to get hit really bad and the people I know in that area um, once they found out that it was going to head there they um, evacuated to um, Georgia So yesterday. So the people I know there are out of harm's way and went far enough within the state of Georgia to not be near the the coast and um, get any remnants of it in Georgia. So um, like I said, if you can go to HoustonRecovers.org, find out what needs to be Um, given to the city, um, get some updates, and then we can go from there. Uh, Today's show is being sponsored by um, Wine Shop at Home. Um, If you like wine, you can join the wine club, um, either at two bottles or four bottles a month. And, oh, I hear a wine bottle... (laughs) It sounded like a wine bottle over there.
1: Wine is good.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And with the Wine Club, you can get two or four bottles. Uh, You can get um, all white, all red, or you can mix them. So if you want to find out more and you want to support this podcast continuing to um, come to you, and help us grow, you can go to wine shop at home.com slash Will Burley. W-I-L-L B as and boy U-R-L-E-Y. Since we took a week off uh, we we want to catch up a little bit. This is not going to be a normal show because, um, like I said, we both were <laughs> been kind of stressed out. So um, you said you wanted to to share a story. So what's been going on with you?
1: Um, I just wanted to share something that happened with me uh, last night. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that I'm even further away from Houston, Uh and so I'm in another country at the moment and I attended a party, um, that I was invited to from my friend and it was for their birthday and I showed up there with a, with a few friends and that were also friends of, uh, his and we arrived there. There's a good, at least about a good strong 30 to 40 people there, which was a little shocking actually. We're not really sure, you know, and, and it was a very, uh small location that we were kind of crammed into I guess but I mean it was okay it was a lot most of us that were all there didn't really know each other there was maybe only like small pockets of people who knew each other and you know which is fine for me because I like to meet new people you know especially being someone that I travel in other countries and such I like to meet other people and you know get to see what other people life's experiences are and how they live and, you know, all of that type of stuff, which that was actually going pretty well throughout the night um, while I was there. And uh, I went to the bathroom at one moment and I came out and I feel like I stepped into the twilight zone. Okay. So I walked, I walk out of the bathroom and then there's, you know, as I said, I was meeting new people all night. Cause even if, as people were leaving, there were other people coming. So it was always a good, strong 30 or 40. Um, I come out of the bathroom, and someone is reaching to shake my hand. That had been happening the whole night. I'm, 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 so I'm reaching out. I'm smiling. I'm just, you know, being friendly and all of that. And uh, so I'm shaking this person's hand, and they just basically um, start going off on me about uh, that I'm in this country. I, I need to learn their language. And... And uh, yeah, and so I I I I was really speechless. I guess like how I feel right now that I, I kind of didn't know what to say. I mean, somebody just telling me you need to learn language. It was not in a it was in a very angry vibe, mm-hmm. you know. And and so what I ended up doing, which still shocks me now, I just smiled and I just told them, you know, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And so I told them, you're right. And then they said, I know I'm right. And they continued to read me my rights. Interestingly enough, in English.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and, and I just, I, I stayed uh, on my square and I just stayed letting them know, you know, you're right. You know, but the more I could agree and just try to, you know, diffuse the situation, the situation just continued to escalate. And so I just, and, and most of this whole time, I'm still weirdly shaking this person's hand,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? And so I eventually like just let them, let their hand go. And uh, they're still going off. They're still really going off on me. And I just walked away and went back to my table of friends and just, and just told them, Hey, let's just, let's just go. Come I in, but by, because at this point, I already said it was a small, a very small little venue that we were, and so by this point, they were really loud mm-hmm. to where everyone in the place heard this, you know, situation uh, exploding, and so I just went over to my, my uh, group of friends that I came with and just told them, listen, we need to go, and then, well, one of my friends that were there was actually one of the hosts at that event, they were like, "No, just don't bother it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, no, this is this is not going well. Mm-hmm. It's time to go. You know." And uh, so we left. But I just thought that that was a very interesting thing because I've heard when I was in America, I would I, the only time I would hear that type of statement. I hate to say was from what I felt was a lot of racist people, and I, and a lot of my friends were. Um. Hispanics and people from other countries, and 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 I would see a lot of them go through that, that because if they couldn't speak English very well, and you know they would have a lot of these people that would basically come down on them about that, you know, as if as if to say like you can't travel outside of your I guess home country unless you've learned some other language or whatever. I'm just like why people just can't feel free to travel and experience and have new experience experiences and without this whole anger and everything that it was, it just came out of nowhere. But um, I just wanted to bring that up because I just, I don't know. That was just a very interesting thing.
0: to me. So you didn't know this person?
1: Not at all. That was my very first time even approaching that person the entire night. Even that whole table. I knew no one there.
0: hmm And that, I guess that does bring up, because you know where, <laughs> coming from from Texas, um, I don't know. I, I don't even know how that person would come up to you and how they didn't know that you spoke some of the language or anything
1: right they didn't even (laughs) like i said i had no interactions with those those people at that table and what was crazy enough to me when i thought about it in retrospect that i i realized nobody at that table even tried to diffuse the situation so it just made me think even more that okay so that whole table agreed with this one person and yet I knew knew none of them. I had never met any of them, Mm -hmm. and yet they had already prejudged me. Now, what I wish is that I had uh, actually knew a lot more of the language. I do know some things, and I can Mm -hmm. understand some things. I'm a little bit slow, but I do understand. Um, I wish I was a lot better than they thought I would be, I guess. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So that I could have read them their rights in their own language, to be honest. And mm-hmm. and ev- even that probably would not have been the best thing to do. But I just, I don't know. I don't understand that.
0: I don't know. I think, you know, a lot of people tend to say that America is just um, insular within itself. But I guess that's all countries. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one country that I can think of where they say people are rude is um, France. But in France, if you are even attempting to speak the language, you know, a lot of Parisians or um, uh, French people will uh, respect you for at least trying. Um and I guess maybe we we all need to be like that. And I would you know, I wish I could say, you know, like here in Texas I get frustrated sometimes when, you know, I'm at a store or, you know, trying to get some type of service and the person doesn't speak English. But I never <laughs> would think to, you know, go off on them. Um, I don't know, cause I'm like, is that the same thing as what you experience? I don't know, cause I do get frustrated, but it's mainly in times when I'm trying to get a service done.
1: Right, and I and I kind of can, uh, I can agree more with that type of scenario versus you know because if you yes it, I can totally see the uh, the frustration if if I were working here mm-hmm. and you know and I and I'm serving people that are speaking a certain language that I'm not speaking that could be to me I would I would feel that would not only be frustrating for them but for me as well because maybe I'm trying to make a living and I'm trying to mm-hmm. do whatever I have to do which what you know no Uh, depending on, I guess, what circumstances led me to that uh, scenario in the first place where I'm working in a country that I don't relate to the people and how I ended up working in the first place and how did I go through the interview process and everything without knowing the language as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could understand the frustrations from customers at least and the the workers in a scenario like that versus uh, just a random party situation where, I'm not working here. I'm just here to enjoy because my friend is the the guest of honor mm-hmm. and they invited me here.
0: Right. And you I know. wish I wish well I don't wish you would have known this person better, but <clears throat> when you said that the people at at his table didn't try to diffuse the situation, I'm wondering if You know, we don't know if they agreed with it or, you know, sometimes people in groups, whether it's professional groups or friendships, Mm -hmm. that person that is like the dominant person.
1: I figured you was going to go to that (laughs) that part, too, you know, because it could. Mm -hmm. It could be that as well. So I don't know yeah the whole thing, like I said, I just feel like I walked out of the bathroom and stepped right into the twilight zone mm-hmm. where I was really just confused and i'm I feel like my response, if I was to be watching this on film or something, I would feel like my response would just look out of place for the mm-hmm. situation at hand, like this person is just just going off on me just out of nowhere. Oh my. <laughs> on my first introduction to this person, you know it was it was as it was like, okay, I'm coming out of the bathroom, their table happens to be at a point where I have to pass their table before going back to my own table
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and so I'm passing their table, and it's, they would get my attention for me to even turn that way in the first place. I'm not just walking over there saying hello to a bunch of people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Even though I probably could would do something like that in a situation if I felt a certain vibe you know, was appropriate or whatever, if I felt good or something like that. But in this situation, it just wasn't like that. Because this, at this point, the party had been going a few hours, and I kind of felt, I guess, that – all of the people that I had met up until that point were people that wanted to meet me, you know, because most of them had approached me. Mm-hmm. So it just ha- it just kind of was evolving into this thing where some of the people that I was just kind of speaking to, just because they were right nearby, some you know this whole vibe that was going on that was really good, mm-hmm. you know, and they just happened to be right there and looking in my direction, be like, "Hey, how are you?" You know, and things like that. You know, but this is, so at that point, at this point in the gathering, it was just like, I kind of felt, you know, I met all of the people who wanted to speak to me and, you know, so I was just good. And plus by that time my table was already starting to have discussions about, you know, whether we're going to have an after party somewhere else or we're going to, you know, that we were talking about leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point soon. So that situation just pretty much, hit the fast-forward button on getting out of there.
0: Right. Yeah. And who knows what it was? It could be something as simple as, you know, because, like you said, it was a small place, so they were obviously paying attention, (laughs) you know. So it could have been that they were jealous of people coming up talking to you I you know it could be anything um
1: I and and like you say it could be anything and and afterwards I heard that it that it that it potentially could have been about one of the other people at my table which mm-hmm. is still I still don't I still don't get it because the whole mm-hmm. that whole going off on me was all about me, it wasn't about anyone else. It wasn't saying, and your friends over there or anything. it was totally all aimed in my direction, right, you know, so I don't you, know,
0: you know there's a saying you know you you can't make sense out of what doesn't make sense,
1: yeah, that's true, <laughs> so I yeah, guess I, would-
0: <laughs> I guess the only thing. Because you've n- not experienced that before, I don't think.
1: Not directed to me.
0: Right. I guess the only thing that you can control about it is, you know, to think how would you handle that if it were to happen again? Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I've not been... In that situation, so I can't offer you like real world adv- <laughs> advice but, but that's the only thing I could think to suggest is you know realizing that it doesn't make sense and you'll never make it make sense <laughs> unless you and, talk- it,
1: and it was just so it was so interesting and and so my my the friends at my table of course they were well I can't say of course but they were all quite pissed off mm-hmm. to say the least at the situation and I think they were also kind of shocked at my reaction because most people that know me that that wouldn't be a a certain reaction that you would expect from me to, when somebody is just i guess calling themselves letting me have it mm-hmm. um and, and what was even more interesting, too, is that by this point in the party, it was still going because I had contributed quite a large amount of liquor to this party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and not only that, but ice and just other things. So the things that these people at this table were enjoying were things that I paid for, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, right. which um, I didn't mind and I didn't even think of it of it of these things until in retrospect and after my friends told me that they took all of those things with us when we left. Cause I would, I just, I just told my, my table friends, look, we got to go. I grabbed my things and they were trying to say, Oh, well, one of them that was the co-host of the gathering was like, Hey, don't worry about it. And I just ignored them for that moment and just grabbed my things and left. And then that part, the host even, uh, Ended up coming with us, <laughs> you know, and we we just we just kind of left them there with the guest of honor as they. I don't know if they discussed it further. I'm pretty sure they probably did. I heard I've heard that things got even crazier after we left. Mm-hmm. So, and that the neighbors were getting involved, and that it was being just really loud and just. So I was—I just kind of felt glad that I, that we left when we did, and mm-hmm. I'm ready to get out of the Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just sound like you—you you got people drunk. <laughs> That's all <it> Maybe.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well. I got them drunk and they didn't like me. Okay. <laughs> How does that work? I don't
0: know. Oh uh, yeah. Well. Like you said, time to get out the Twilight Zone before we can't get out. Right. (laughs) The main topic I wanted to talk about for this episode, I was um, listening to Monique's um, podcast, uh, Mm -hmm. Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Um, And I hadn't listened to it in a couple of weeks, but I think it was last week's show, had to be last week's show. And it was like a tribute to uh, the people in Houston um, at that time still suffering from the flooding of Harvey. And, you know, there... You know, the whole basis of the show is to try to, um, basically, I guess, a podcast about growth, um, to put it simply. And so they were talking about, um, and I can't remember how they worded the title, but basically can you find happiness in spite of your situation? And so that brought up <laughs> a whole thing. And then I was like, oh, I can't talk about it. I can't steal their <laughs> show idea for our show. So I was kind of thinking about different situations that I'm in or have dealt with over the years. And the only the main thing I came up with that kind of fit into Monique's podcast was the situation with my dad um and you know <laughs> you know my relationship with my dad um, but as I get older well let me let me back up and give the audience a little background. Um, my my mom and dad worked together, um, and they separated when I was, I guess, 11 years old. I'm going to be 38 next month. Um, and, of course, like we said, this is September. Um, <clears throat> And after we left, well, we left because um, my dad was really into drugs. And I saw um, the neighbor at the house we were living at at the time. Um, They knocked on the door and handed a little pill in a bag. And, you know, at that time, I was in, um, at the time that happened, I I was in um, elementary school. So, you know, that's when (laughs) there, just say notes of drugs was out. And they always talked about drugs in the little, the small little um, um, plastic bag, so you know at that time at that time it wasn't, it wasn't the pills in the bag that made me think oh this is drugs it was the little plastic bag <laughs> that made me think, like oh this is drugs yeah. <laughs> yeah I was I was stupid at one point <laughs> and so I I kind of hit that and I well I asked my dad when the neighbor left and I'm like, What's that? And I you know, I he told me, Oh, this is some candy he's thinking about selling at the school. Like I said, I was I was younger than eleven at that, at that point. Um, and he didn't ask me to keep the secret he didn't say, "Don't tell your mom or don't tell anybody, but in I guess in the back of my mind, I knew what he told me was a lie, and so, even though he didn't ask me, I decided to keep the secret um, and then eventually, my mom saw a change in me. And, and, and I saw some other things um, that I don't want to go really into on this podcast. But <clears throat> my mom took me to the park one day, and she was like, I, I see changes in you. What's going on? You can tell me. I won't be mad, blah, blah, blah. So I told her what I had seen, including that little situation with the neighbor. Um, And so, kind of, so, I guess it was maybe a year, I'm not sure exactly how long it was, um, where um, there was a big blow up and we left um, one morning and I can remember um, my mom was trying to go to work and she was going to take my sister, I guess, to the nursery or something like that. And I just heard this big commotion in the um, garage. And basically, my dad didn't want to let my mom go. And so big hubbub So we end up leaving. Went to my my one of my mom's sisters, my aunt's house. And after that, you know, I was really close to my dad before, you know, I started noticing things. And then after we left, I was really afraid of him, and we just became we. There was no relationship, and so I was never able to have closure. Well, fast forward, I'm getting older, and I'm like, I know we won't have that relationship, that father-son relationship, um, but I want to have some type of relationship. What that would look like, I don't know. Um, so I've been... Kind of trying to reach out um, here and there, and you know, kind of seeing, okay, will it still be the same? With is it always going to be me reaching out, or will I get some reciprocation <laughs> at this time? And. I've gotten a little bit more reciprocation, but it's really me kind of stepping out there. And, you know, I can say he's helped me um, a little bit financially, um, but that's not, (laughs) you know, that's not the relationship that I'm looking for. And like I said, I know it's not going to be the father-son relationship because it's, it's too, too late for that. Um, I think it's kind of weird for me to say a friendship relationship. I don't know. And while what made me kind of tied into Monique's podcast was like, you know, it's better than what it was, you know? Um, But it's still not where I would want it to be. And then, you know me, (laughs) I speak my mind (laughs) really well. Um, And at the same time, you know, I'm like, well, I want to kind of just go off on him to let him know that how I really feel, I kind of feel bad about really going off. Does that make sense? I guess not. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: I don't feel like it makes sense. So, yeah, you're right. But um, because I guess because I'm in a a similar situation with my own dad, so I have not spoken to or seen my dad in I don't know how many years. And uh, they have been wonderful years pretty much in comparison to Mm -hmm. the experiences that I did have when I was seeing and speaking to him. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the part of you feeling—I guess—bad about, uh, I guess, going off on him. If you were were to go off on him, was that the question?
0: I guess, cause you know, I I want him to understand, and I I don't think he's on drugs anymore, and I'm you know, with me. You know, at the time when we left, I didn't understand about, you know, your brain changes when you're on drugs and things like that. So as, as a grown man, I understand um, he wasn't himself because drugs change the way your brain works. Um, so I get that. I guess I really don't know what I what I'm trying to say. Um because I'm trying to be careful on I'm, I'm trying to choose my words words correctly because I don't want to bash him especially since you know this is public. <laughs> um so I I in no means want to bash him, but at the same time kind of get some I don't know. (laughs) Try to get I guess I'm talking I, I mm -hmm. I
1: think I understand what you're trying to have some type of closure to the situation or whatever, but kind of like how you said in the other story that sometimes it's kind of hard to make sense out mm-hmm. of stuff that just don't seem to make sense. Like why did, you know, you could ask a lot of why questions in that situation yeah. on his part, you know, and it's just kind of like, it. like I said, it'll be really hard to make sense out of it. And, and as to how you should try to uh, move forward in the, with the relationship or, or even like in my situation, I would feel like with my own father, I would feel like you're the father. How about you? If you if this relationship, father and something, means something to you, it's your it's in your court. I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be doing all this acting like I'm the parent. That's just my own feeling about mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. you're the parent if it matters to you. Because the reason why it has reached this point is because I feel like you didn't care. So, you know, it, it has removed me from the whole equation. So if you wanted me back in this equation and you were going to actually do something different this time around to make, the, make things better, then I feel like it's in your court. Like, I'm just not going to be running after you, which is what I feel like I did trying to chase after a father-son relationship when I was younger, trying to have something that I felt like I was supposed to have or that he both of us were supposed to have. And it's just not at that point. I mean, would it be nice to have, I guess, that type of relationship or at least be able to speak to him and, you know, have a father that you can, you know, get advice from or whatever? Uh, Yeah, I guess that would be kind of nice to have. But like, kind of like you also said earlier, too, that it might be too late for all of that at this point. And maybe I I wonder sometimes if maybe the fathers in both of our situations Maybe feel the same way that you know. Maybe it's too late for me to go back and get my son or whatever. Which Mm I, in my opinion, I feel like that's ridiculous. I mean, it's your child. Mm -hmm. How can you, you know? (laughs) I don't know. I guess people could see it from both ways to say, well, how could a child basically say it's too late to know their parent? Well, how can the parent, you know, you could say it on the other side. You know, how could the parent deem it too late to go back and get their child? You know, so. I guess it's like a stalemate.
0: Yeah. And like, one thing I always tell my partner um, is that, you know, communication is hard because we've said on (laughs) prior episodes that we're from different cultures. And normally, I'm very (laughs) outspoken um, and I move on after I've said it, and I'm not thinking about it anymore. And one thing we always talk about is communication is not always easy. Sometimes it's hard, but it's still communication. So I keep thinking about that as I think about this situation. Um, You know, because even... And... I don't even know how to talk to him about how the situation with the family kind of caused me to be who I am, or not caused me, played a big role (laughs) in who I am today, Um, the good and the bad. Um, Because, you know, it's hard for me to trust people. Um, thank God for my partner because <laughs> my partner was like, you know, stuck through it and, you know, continues to be there and stick through it. Um, to me not wanting to ever do drugs, um, cause I saw what it cost, or what it can cost, uh, a person. So I don't know. Like I said, maybe it's just me trying to talk it out (laughs) because me kind of going through it in my head is maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I would like, like I said earlier, I'm not looking for a father son relationship. Like we've just been, we've always had this relationship, you know, I know it will never go back um, to how it was when we were a family, and I'm not looking for that. Um, but like I said, I want, I would like some type of relationship, and like I, I don't know what that looks like. Um, you know, I'm not looking for us to talk like every week <laughs> or something. Um, I just kind of don't want, uh, I guess, keep it simple. I don't want to be the only one reaching out, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. Like I was saying, like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like, like I spent so many years feeling like I was the one reaching out, feeling like I'm chasing after my dad to get him to be a dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And making all kinds of excuses, basically within myself, as to why things were the way they were. And then every time I did have a meet up with him, or, or you know, whatever, I would always leave broken mm-hmm.
0: because it just
1: wasn't working. It just wasn't there. It wasn't gonna be that, mm-hmm. you know. And and yet I would, and a lot of times being uh, broken was because of I would. I'm trying to have this father-son thing and it wasn't happening, but I have to sit and watch him basically have a father and son thing with his other sons or Mm -hmm. even with other, just other guys that he knew. There were Mm -hmm. some younger guys that he knew in his life that were getting the treatment that I felt like, well, where am I missing it?
0: (laughs) Right. Right. So
1: like I say, that, that ship for me is just kind of passed and, Mm -hmm. I mean, unlike you, I I just I don't care. I don't I don't. I'm not looking for anything at mm-hmm. all. I don't need to speak to you once a week, once a year, once a decade. I don't care anymore. I'm mm-hmm. be done because I feel like life is just too short for me to have to be trying to do all of that. I just, but I'm, but I'm just that type of person. I'm very easy to cut somebody off, like. Mm-hmm. Once, if because I, I don't want to be going through like being hurt every day, hurt every week or month or whatever, I don't want to be going through that. Mm-hmm. Especially when the other person is still carrying on with whatever life they feel like having and not even thinking about me.
0: Right. <laughs> well, some good things that have come out of <laughs> my relationship. About or it? Lack of relationship <laughs> with my dad. Um, you know, it doesn't make it causes me not to. It not it makes me try harder with people that I feel like I have a connection with. Because I'm, I can think about my co-host. Remember, you told me when we first met. You're like, I've never had a friend that lasted five years. And we're about to hit the ten year mark. Really? So, yeah, almost wow. ten. it'll be ten years next year. So wow. you, you just, know you
1: just blew my mind. I didn't even been thinking about it, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And I'll never forget I talk shit to you <laughs> the first <laughs> time we <laughs> Talking, I wasn't being mean but you know I'm kind of sometimes I'm like, mean with <laughs> how I say stuff
1: but I think both of us are and that's probably why we're still <laughs> friends <laughs> <laughs> which is why in my earlier story I was like most people don't expect me to be, be that nice mm-hmm. when somebody is approaching me in that manner
0: <laughs> Hmm. So, you know, and like I said, even with that, with our friendship, you know, we're doing this podcast now. Who knows what we'll be doing in the future. And, you know, um, some of my relationships, I haven't had a lot of them, but (laughs) some of them were pretty (laughs) gruesome. (laughs) <laughs> to put it nicely. But it's all helped me to be able to know how to kind of work with my partner now. Um, yeah. So those are some good things. So I I don't want to focus on, just focus on the kind of not so happy parts even though yeah. that's a part of the story. Yes. Um, but you know, there are some good things that came out of that because I think it's made me a, a better person overall. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm a good friend. I'm a good listener. Um, you know, I think I give good advice. <laughs> so, um, so on on the whole, you know, life is good. So that's all I have for this episode. I told you I didn't. <laughs> this is going to be like a um, a not normal show. So if you want to give, the audience wants to give ideas on um, different topics that you would like to see, you can hit us up at HYR podcast at gmail.com. Um, be nice when you email us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you if you don't want to be nice, just expect us not to be nice to you back. But it's exactly. all in love. It's all in love. <laughs> and you can follow <laughs> us on Facebook at um, hope you're ready podcast. And you spell that out. Hope you're ready podcast on Facebook. I need to get a Twitter. <laughs> I was just thinking about that this morning. Um, so was I. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was really on Twitter like like a madman this morning, um, and I was like, "Oh, this is why I like Twitter." Because um, I'm I'm kind of liking that. Because Facebook is getting on my nerves again. <laughs> uh, so you oh. can find, hmm,
1: How about this? How about we can throw it out to the listeners and ask them, like, where are you on social media? Like, where where do you find us? What are your podcast apps or uh, what what social media platforms do you think that we should be part of? Do we need to join Twitter, Facebook? I mean, uh, YouTube or Snapchat or whatever. What's what's out there? What do you think we should uh, do? At least we can consider some of those things.
0: Right. So maybe um, we can put that question on Facebook and then if you want to email your responses to us do that too. And um, so as we get ready to end this episode you found us on iTunes already. So all you have to do is subscribe to us and give us a good review.
1: (laughs) And speaking of subscribers, Mm -hmm. uh, I've been noticing, I think we have close to somewhere around 30. And I mean, that doesn't sound like a huge number to some people, but I just feel like appreciative of all people that are listening to us. And I really would like to get a little more interaction with these Mm -hmm. uh, listeners that we have. So please guys, uh, that are listening to us. If you reach this far along in our recordings, uh, <laughs> yeah. reach out to us. Let us know you're there. Let us know you're listening. Let us, you know, all of that good stuff.
0: Yeah, and we're coming up with some new things to give to you guys. It's gonna cause growth for. I'm all. Uh, we're all about growth. Um, so we're gonna be. Um, coming up with some things that I think you're going to like. I know I'm going to like it. <laughs> and if I like it, you mm-hmm. know, that's going to come through and hopefully you'll like it. And if you don't, you know, you won't hear it anyway. <laughs> so you guys have an awesome week. What's my co-host name again? I forgot. George <laughs> um, Taylor. Yeah, George Taylor. I was going to say uh, George Clinton. <laughs> uh uh-uh. No. So have an awesome week. And yes, hope, hope you're ready. I'm a rock star.